Winter is coming, my friends. So, how do you beat those winter blues? Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I never miss an opportunity to throw out a Game of Thrones reference. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out more about me and how to work with me individually over at choosetohaveitall.com. And yes, winter is coming. Some of if my uh, listeners are already looking outside and seeing snow in their backyards. Um, this is officially my first year without snow. Try not to hate me too much. Um, and then try not to jinx me, probably just jinx myself with that. As I head home back east for the Thanksgiving holiday, my guess is I will see a few uh, snowflakes myself and uh, I will be back in the winter with you guys for just a little bit. Uh, today's questions about beating the winter blues. If you know it's coming, if you know it makes you grumpy, is there any way you can control it? Is there any way you can get ahead of it, learn to manage it, and figure out a way so that you don't end up miserable, lost, and depressed by winter's end? So let's jump into today's quick listener question, and I'll find you on the other side. Hey, Heather, when you lived on the East Coast, how did you mentally prepare yourself for winter? I find that every year, I simply dread it coming. It's snowing today, which makes it inevitable that it's coming. I find myself getting moody and depressed every year and I'm wondering if there's a way to avoid all of that. Thanks. Okay, so first of all, yes, absolutely. Um, the winter blues, in fact, are a very real thing. Seasonal depression is a very real thing. And when I was a mental health therapist, I spent a lot of time working with folks on how to manage the decrease in daylight, how living in hours of excess darkness affect the mood, and how you can get ahead of it, manage your mood, and sort of reduce and limit the effects that winter can have on you. I think the best thing you're doing right now is asking this question before the winter doldrums like really set in and you're surrounded by piles and piles of snow. I think the best way to manage um, the mood changes that come with winter is to prepare for it. I think that a lot of people, when you know that you get the moody blues during the winter, the best possible thing you can do is armor up and plan for it. And so one of the things that I used to do is I would anticipate the first snowfall, like the first really big snowfall. I was fortunate by the end of my time on the East Coast that I didn't have to go to work on this on the big snow days because I would just close my private practice because people didn't want to be doing therapy and shoveling out their driveways just to talk to me for an hour. So I never really had to move through the heavy parts of winter until I chose to. And the first thing that I want to remind people of is to look critically at when you think you have to actually be in the struggle of winter and when you actually have to be in the struggle of winter. If work is non-negotiable for you, if getting to the office is non-negotiable, getting your kids to their activities is non-negotiable, then you know that's the time that you have to function. That is the time that you have to sort of pony up, pull your big girl and boy boots on and just get to it. But the next thing I want you to do is look critically at when you don't need to be out in the struggle of winter. When can you create and perceive opportunities for yourself to create moments of respite 
So one of the things that I used to do, um, I love to cook and I love those long, slow, all day cooking things. So I would have a stack of recipes that I was looking forward to making on those big snow days. And as soon as the weatherman was like, you are going to be dumped on with 12 to 36 inches of snow, I would be running to my market, getting the ingredients for one of the recipes and planning a good, long, slow, um, you know, comfort food kind of meal for the end of the day. I had uh, jigsaw puzzles that I would specifically work on on the snow days. I created opportunities and things to look forward to. So I would have a list of friends that I could call because a lot of times if I was having a snow day, somebody else was having a snow day. So I would use it as an opportunity to catch up with people. Sometimes I would just have a stack of greeting cards and thinking of you notes. And I would just hand write notes to extended family members I hadn't seen or talked to in a while. So I would create ways of um, spending that time that aren't just downright miserable. The other thing that I really suggest that people do is that in the winter months, you have to find how you do enjoy spending your time, especially if there's things that you like to do outside. So one of the things that I always kind of promised myself that I would do and I never followed up on is my husband um, loves to adaptive ski. He uses a wheelchair, but he does the adaptive disabled skiing and I never really got into skiing it was never my thing I did it for him but I never really developed the love for it but I always wanted to try snowshoeing because that to me like I I'm a big walker I love walks in the woods and it always sounded like such a peaceful way to spend a day I never I never took action on that I you know in all the years of winter I would just trek to the mountain I would put on my own skis and I would just, you know, sort of hobble down the bunny hills while he was going down the Black Diamond Trails. Um, but I... I think there's value in figuring out ahead of time how you want to spend the time. The next thing that I really suggest that people do is recognize that you know it's going to affect your mood. So what makes you feel better when your mood is being affected negatively? So what are your comfort creature comforts? You know, I always had shows on demand that I would save for a dark day because thing, you know, my TV could keep me company. Um, I always enjoyed enjoyed um, kind of like solitaire or logic puzzles. So I would do those to distract myself. Um, Any sort of project or activity that I could get into. But if you know that you're going to be sad, if you know you're going to lose motivation, if you know that focus is going to be a little bit more of a problem for you, then what are the things that make you feel better when you're out of focus? What are the things that when you're feeling sad, offer comfort to you and have them readily available? so that when you are sad, they're available to you. So one of the things personally, I always used to love to do for myself is, you know, a lot of people, especially on the East Coast, have really big, cushy, comfy blankets on the couch, right? Because the heat doesn't always keep you as warm as you like. So one of the things that I got in the habit of doing is putting the blankets in the dryer for a little bit and getting them really warm before going over on the couch and watching TV. So I was creating pleasure out of it. I always enjoyed, um, 
a really good cup of hot chocolate. So I like would have like the really, really good hot chocolate, not the Swiss Miss available. So I could create a creature comfort and something to look forward to. But when you know your mood is going to be affected, you can plan for it and you can take care of yourself and you make taking care of yourself non-negotiable. The other thing I think is really important is paying attention to the things that set you up for success. So one of the things that I always tell people is if you know it's going to be getting darker earlier and you're going to be more tired and you may even be tempted to go to bed earlier, then is this a time when you can get up earlier in the morning? And how could you set up a nice comforting way to join the morning in a way that isn't outwardly aggressive? I do remember those like first five minutes getting out of bed because the bedroom probably, you know, the temperature is a little bit warmer in the bedroom and you have all the blankets in that moment where you have to like get up and face the world can be really kind of chilly. So you make sure that you have like your favorite tea out or a really good cup of coffee available, but you create ways of offering yourself pleasure because in the summer and in the warmer months, it's just easy. You can go for a walk. You can sit in the sun. It just feels easier to feel better when the weather is brighter and warmer. So in the winter, you have to prepare for it. And then lastly, I would just make sure you have a process for yourself of checking in. So often those moody blues and the winter blues really end up grabbing you because you don't pay attention. You just think it's winter. I have to suck it up. It's winter. I have to suck it up. So yeah, you don't want to sit and process and like, well, how much is there really to talk about that winter can be freaking miserable sometimes. And there's a lot of snow, but, um, if you can acknowledge how you're doing with it and just check in and make sure you're regularly asking yourself what you need and be willing to meet those needs and then pay attention to when you're more successful with winter. You know, it's kind of interesting. One of the things that I was, of course, hindsight 2020 when you're sitting in Southern California is probably going to piss all of you off. But um, one of the things I talked to my husband about is that I thought winter was actually harder um, when we had more people doing things for us. So we had covered parking back east and we had a landscaping crew that sort of connected to our condo that did all the shoveling for us. So we never had to do that. But I was somebody when I lived alone in my um, apartment before um, my husband and I got together, I actually enjoyed the challenge of, um, you know, digging out and shoveling out. Like it was something that made me feel strong and capable. Um, and so perceiving opportunities opportunities and things that will make you feel that way. Or one of the things that I used to do is I would do my, I had um, two elderly neighbors on either side of my apartment. So one of the things I always looked forward to doing when I knew it was going to snow really heavily overnight is I would set my alarm for super early, like obnoxious, like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning before either of my neighbors would get up and I would shovel up their front little pass so that they could get to their cars pretty easily if I could see which car was there because, you know, when snow comes, you get dumped on and you can't tell one car apart from another, I would shovel off their cars as for them too so they could, you know, get through the day. And one of the things is those random acts of kindness are so often more for the us than the people we're doing them for because doing those types of things makes us feel better. So if you can perceive the things that are going to make you feel better, you can take action on them. Um, another idea I've done before is I've bought a loaf of bread 
uh, and gotten a bunch of sandwich meat and made individual sandwiches and then just went into the city and anytime I saw a homeless person I would um, you know give them a sandwich or something to eat um, I made batches of cookies and you know created opportunities for myself to share with neighbors and connect so it's a little bit about choosing to own winter and not letting it own you perceiving the opportunities as time allows and as budget allows you don't want to take yourself crazy outside your comfort zone but you do need to stretch outside of it a little bit to decide for yourself that like you want this winter to be different and yes it's going to affect you you may not be able to get rid of those moody blues entirely but you can cope with them with more effectiveness and with more confidence and I think once you do that you start to own winter it doesn't own you and then you push on and before you know it it's spring um it's you know, I, the thing that I really want people to hear is I know I got really pragmatic for this episode. I know I got very sort of tactile and specific and action oriented. Um, it's also because I happen to know the person who sent me the question and she, that's her kind of advice. She likes to simply be told what to do. Um, but one of the things that I want, um, you know, everybody to know is that the moody blues are real in the winter, that seasonal depression is a real thing. So don't just blow it off. Don't just minimize it. Don't just tell yourself you shouldn't be feeling that way. And don't start telling yourself, you know, that you have a mindset problem um, if you're finding yourself a little affected by the weather. The best thing you can do is validate the experience and then get in the driver's seat of how you want to control it. Um, thanks so much for today's question. It, it's a really good one. And, you know, I, I think that the best, you know, the best plan is a, is a good defense, right? Like you, you know, it's coming. So how are you going to armor up and how are you going to protect yourself? I think it's a really good conversation you started. Thanks for helping me have the conversation. Um, and thanks for all of you to, uh, for joining me today. If you have a question for the show and you'd like my two cents, you can always find me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. And if you'd like to talk more about this or get more support in your regular every day, as you run your life and business, certainly do find me over at my Facebook group, Business Mindset Mastery. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.